you to the bone. You feel the sweet entropy pull on you as your body progressively decays. One child pulling each arm, yelling at you for treats or toys. You think about giving up, of ending it all, but then... A ding pulls you out of your reverie, and you look at your phone. A new episode of Dungeons & Diapers. All is right with the world. Welcome, everyone. It's Dungeons & Diapers. I am Crofton Steers, one of your hosts. The other host, as always, Ryan Murphy. He's here with me Mm -hmm. live, not in person, but, you know, sort of in person. I could have been. I was close. Like, I think, like, not four hours ago, I was, nay, like an hour away and i could have done this this is a video show guys so i could have done like ugh, you know just done a little little pat on the shoulder and uh we could have been could have been the same place we could have shared the mic we could have been like we could have met in ta- um uh ta- elmont i don't know if that's halfway but uh yeah Close i i i would say that i could have gone to where you are smith you could have falls because i it drove it, i drove for a long time to get to smith falls you could have met me at the lovely subway in Smith Falls, where I had uh, a six-inch pizza sub, uh, which was delicious. Don't don't give local references. People haven't been to Smith Falls; they might not know what a subway is. Um, <laughs> subway is a chain of restaurants in Canada and oh, also right. the United States of America and everywhere and um, everywhere. Yeah, Subway. I'm thinking Mr. Sub, which is more Canadian. I, uh, Mr. Sub's good, actually. Um, yeah, there's not enough of them. They're dying out. Subway just comes in and... There's one right near my house, I tell you. It's, uh, it's good. Good for kids, too. Oh, is it? Uh, we're not paid for by Mr. Sub, so I'm, but we could I'm done be. giving them free, free press. Yeah, Mr. Sub people, if you hear me, you know. <laughs> Do you think there's an actual Mr. Sub, like his last name is Sub? And, uh, and, and I know he doesn't run the restaurants, but do you think, think I think... Possible? I think it's one of those, if there is a Mr. Sub, mm-hmm. Sub is the first three letters of his name, and the rest is like Apopolis or something like that. Subpopolis. You know, like, yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, Mr. Subapopolis has opened a new chain. He just calls it Mr. Sub. What if his la- What if his first name's Sub and his last name's Marine? <gasps> That'd be amazing for him. Yeah, no, it'd be really good. <laughs> then he'd probably would... go change his name to Subopolis. <laughs> He, there's pretty much two choices in life with that name. You either become a mariner or you open a restaurant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A Mr. Subchain. Um, is there any other sub places? There's like a, does Quiznos still exist? I was big into Quiznos for a while. Remember toasting was their big thing? Yeah. But then Subway's like, hey, we can do that too. Let's just toast it. And then Quiznos went out of business. (laughs) It's like, God forbid they get a hotter oven or something. Like, you know what? We could microwave the chicken and we could toast the bread. What a novel idea. And all it took was to take down a rival chain. You know, it's... I, I thought Quiznos varied significantly. Like you could go to a Quiznos and it could suck or mm-hmm. you could go to one and it was amazing. There was one near me that was really, really good and their bacon carbonara sub, which I guarantee was horrible for me. Oh, boy. Was some good eats. Well, there was. I think they had a Quiznos in, and this is going to be super Canadian, and and might be even like too close to just where I live. But Reed's Dairy, our Quiznos shared like a Reed's Dairy, the original Reed's Dairy in Belleville, and uh, that was that's my Quiznos story. That's the only Quiznos. Yeah, I don't even to. know what Reed's Dairy is. Really? You're getting even super local on me. Yeah, yeah. it's like a Quinny Quinny region. I don't know if we have any any listeners in that area, but uh, Quinny yeah. region represent. Oh, it's terrible, Quinny. Yeah, 
uh, yeah, I went to high school there. Uh, I remember, I remember very fondly. One of my friends had a car, and we would leave during uh, spare or break, and we would go get milkshakes. We were super duper rebels. We would go get milkshakes, and and then go right back to school because uh, we were good. We were good because they had a car. Represent yeah, milkshake run. We called it <laughs> getting strawberry it, rebel. It, and it meant exactly that. Not a euphemism. No. It no. was a just... We were literally going to get milkshakes. <laughs> 100% actual milkshake. Yeah. We didn't uh, want to confuse anybody. Like, when we said we were going for a milkshake run, we, we followed that up with, no, it's a real milkshake run. If you want, we can pick you one up. I, I really like how you don't even try to confuse people. No. People are like, milkshake run, man, that sounds awesome. Yeah, just to what be is, ominous. What is, what is that? Oh, those dudes are cool. No, just to be clear, guys, uh, they're actual milkshakes. <laughs> and you can um, have one. Do you want one? Do you have a I can eat you cho- chocolate, strawberry. <laughs> we are not rebels or cool, Ooh. just so you know. You could get a swirl. You could get a chocolate vanilla swirl if you're feeling a little sussy. Yeah, uh, yeah no, Reed's Dairy was my jam. And then I think... <laughs> I think they they used to so it was the the one that opened in Belleville was this like faux castle and the top castle was this window and they had like this animatronic uh, princess that was appeared to be locked in the tower and and when I was a kid the animatronics actually worked and the the princess would come out and kind of like and then go back in and come back out uh, I think that since has failed if it's still there I haven't gone by there in a long time but uh, yeah animatronic princesses uh they don't last forever no uh no they do not so ryan mm-hmm. um as we roll on in this adventure of a show that we're on <laughs> do you have a do, do you want to start with the the dungeons or do you want to start with the diapers i think like it's all it's all one big uh, related fun story for me in in the all sense right. that uh i Hit think me. i think those who are following me on twitter or or, or are a part of you know, um, the gamers in fandom, but uh, Jocelyn got married this past weekend. It it, it, uh, it this past Saturday uh, to one of my best friends, Matt. So Matt and Jocelyn, two of my best friends, are now married. They had a wonderful ceremony, and everything about that wedding just it, it screamed Dungeons and Diapers content because. Um, it was it was very geeky. There was some awesome stuff that that was we were able to uh, participate in at the wedding. Like there, all the music for the dinner and well, actually, right after the ceremony, leading up to the end of dinner, it was all video game uh, sort of lounge style music. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I was at a table where all we did was was guess which which game, and then we even went further deeper into our fandom and and discussed what part of the game that music came from so we had a lot of fun with that um ashley uh was (laughs) was not a fan of us screaming "Ooh, zelda zelda this one's zelda or or mario or final fantasy um but we had a we had a really really good time we were at a table with uh what i I mentally am imagining this, mm-hmm. like everybody's having a really good time. They're all guessing their music, and then there's this table, and it's like all the grandparents and stuff, yeah. and they're sitting around, and they've got like Terra's theme from Final Fantasy VI mm-hmm. or something, and, it, and, and it's playing, and they're like, "What is this stuff? Is this this horrible music or whatever?" Well, it was uh, like the thing is when you listen to it, it's not like. 
it's not straight up video game music to to us it's video game music but i think to the untrained ear it's just like some some nice lounge like, Ooh, i really like i like like this really calm you know like the the zelda main theme you can imagine you know uh, that being turned into a a, a nice piano lounge track right and, right but you're right like people there were there were tables um family <laughs> tables that uh that ha- there was one so there so here i'll tell a story related to that so at the center of the table they had these centerpieces they were all video game themed which were were awesome they were these lanterns with sort of shadow art done on all four sides and they all had a unique theme uh, ours was rocket league there was a table for game of thrones lord of the rings uh, harry potter superheroes uh, and then there was the oh, there's the cool. mario table and there was the zelda table and you had these little name tags and, and you could put those into a little box to for a draw to win the centerpiece and i put mine i went over to the mario table or sorry i went to the zelda table first and this was a bunch of parents and i go to the zelda table and and they all like they're all like strong arming me they're like no you can't you can't put it in this one like you're not gonna win you're not gonna win and i'm just like why are these people so hell-bent on winning this zelda lantern uh, it, it actually turned out they were, I think they were trying to win it for, uh, one of the kids that was at the table, um, uh, which was, which was very awesome. And you know what? I'm, I don't know whether this makes, and maybe, it, maybe they just use that as a line. Uh, I mean, it was grandpa that was looking for it, but, uh, I'm, I'm a really nice guy. So I like, okay, you know what? The Zelda lantern does look the best, but I'm going to walk away because you guys really want this lantern. Uh, turns out. It's a good thing I walked away because uh, the uh, the the mother of the groom won it, and she was very enthusiastic about winning. Um, she she might have she might have uh, uh, pulled a dinner fork if if someone had else had won it from the from, from the, the the group. So I was very happy she won. But then I went to the Mario table, and it was the complete opposite. They were like they didn't know what it was. They were like, "Oh, you want this one? Like that's weird." Uh, Everybody knows who Mario is. Come on, people. I, I, these these folks were were removed, or they were playing, you know, uh, the, the 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 card of not knowing what it was to try to like throw you off the scent. Um, but it was uh, it was interesting. I didn't win a lantern, but a lot of people did, and a lot of people were very stoked that they won. Um, someone won our lantern and then quickly removed it from the table. Uh, it was quite fun. We all. We all exclaimed that we could not see afterwards because that was our source of light. Uh, but we, we had a we had a really good time, and I was at a table with uh, some folks, you know, with Garrett of of the Angry Chicken, Eric Van Skyhawk of of uh, Hakito fame, and also Ben and uh, Nevermore from uh, uh, Azeroth Roundtable and Slaying Demons, and also Manny. Who is a local uh, to Toronto? Got a chance to meet him. He's from uh, Farazaroth with Jocelyn, and there was one uh, Sebastian who was kind of uh, he was thrown into the mix as well, and he was super great. Got a chance to meet him and, and have a good time with those conversations, and we just we just had a really good time. And we were the we were the internet sort of podcasting table. We all we all had lots in common, so we had a, a lot to talk about That's throughout fun. the evening. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I hadn't seen some of these people in like four plus years, some like even longer than that. Some I'm meeting for the first time, but I've known for for many, many years. So we So had how far time. was the wedding from your place? 
Not too far. We were about uh, an hour's drive, hour and a half to so, uh, to this okay. way. So, because a lot of like a lot of these guys would have come from quite far, and yeah. but my my question to you, I guess, is more about uh, like were there kids at the wedding? There were some kids. Uh, our kids were not there. We left the kids at home with okay. with my uh, my in laws, uh, but there were kids there uh, because they were part of the wedding. So m- most of the kids were family or close friends. Or I guess you could consider family as well. So there was the, the there was the ring bear as well as the flower girl that were there and and they were super cute and adorable it was it was really great to see the success of uh a ring bear and a flower girl walking down the aisle successfully sometimes that can be tough with kids um when when my uh, younger brother got married Caden was the ring bear and the wedding ceremony was during his nap (laughs) so uh that did not go well (laughs) <laughs> I, I remember well obviously i haven't told this story on this show because this was a couple years ago but i remember caden was the ring bearer and i remember being super stoked that that caden could be a part of the wedding and they were super happy to have him and then about a week before we're like oh the ceremony is during his nap i i guess we'll see how this goes and so we're we're standing at the back of the uh, of of the of the hall ready to go down the aisle the wedding's starting caden's with me i'm he's to walk up with me and I'm, it's my turn to walk up and Caden just, he, he throws, he, he's like, no, I want my nap. And he, he doesn't want to walk down the aisle. He starts running out of the church and I'm like, uh, do I walk down the aisle as prescribed or do I go after my son? And not happy about this choice. Uh, I walked down the aisle and, and Ashley, <laughs> Ashley was there with me cause Ashley was trying to convince Caden to go down the aisle with me. So so I said to Ashley, I was like, I, I gotta, I gotta walk down the aisle. This is, I can't hold up this wedding. And, uh, and, and, cause, <laughs> again, this is making me sound super terrible. So Ashley goes after Caden, who, uh, is, is the ring bearer. And Ashley is like seven months pregnant at the time. So, oh my, she chases after Caden. And again, not happy about this moment. Uh, it worked out though. So Ashley walks down the aisle <gasps> with Caden. Uh, seven months pregnant. She looks wonderful, uh, and she walks down the aisle. Nice with, damage control. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, with Caden, and Caden hands over the rings, and Ashley promptly has to walk out of the room with Caden. I think she hung around in the back because uh, he was rightfully so. He was exhausted, right? Because he, he should have been napping. Um, but that did not it happen is funny. at Jocelyn's wedding. It's funny the idea of like you're like, hey, you know what would be a good idea for an important participant in our wedding? Right. A child, like or mm-hmm. a dog. Like oh. pretty much pe- people are like, hey, let's give the ring bearing job to someone. I I honestly think it would be really funny if you made it like you know you're uh, an adult because it's like now it's associated <laughs> with kids, but like to to have like you know. An adult just walk up holding a pillow with the ring on it, be like, "Hey, I'd make Bo do it." But I'm anyway. sure, I'm sure it's something that has happened before. But like the point of that story is that like it, it was, it just didn't it didn't go as planned. And honestly, at the end of the day, like everyone was fine. Like everyone was happy with what happened. It was like everyone was totally understanding. But you know, back to Johnson's wedding. Like you no, know, the, the ring bearer and the flower girl did an amazing job. They walked down the aisle. Um, there was some amazing video game music during dinner. Everything was wonderful. And then in the, uh, in the evening, uh, once the dance started, you know, I, I busted some dance moves. Um, you know, I was not, I'm not a dancer, but like, 
uh, I can dance. Let's just throw it out like that. Um, there's no video evidence, hopefully, because that would suck. But, uh, but they also had board games up above, and I played a lot of full-size Jenga. So, like, Jenga with like, little 2x4s cut into blocks. Had a lot of fun with that. Nice. It was just a, a really, really good time. I was I was super happy to, to be there. Sounds like a lot of logistics, though. Like, sounds like a lot of planning went into this wedding. Uh, I think, uh, that, yeah. Like, any wedding, really. Like, a lot no, of No, every, every wedding does, but mm-hmm. there's some weddings that have, like, you know, very down-to-the-minutia uh planning because there's you know there's there sounded to be like a lot of custom content a lot of stuff like you could you could have beautiful centerpieces Mm -hmm. on every table but to have a different centerpiece that's customized to you know that that's that's obviously an extra level of complication uh, of you know uh uh, that sort of stuff is what i mean it's like it that's not bad especially if you enjoy doing it i'm just saying it it Mm -hmm. sounds like it it was playing to the nine so good on jocelyn no i'm assuming that she had a a large part to do she might have had a planner or something i don't know but uh, i think they did a lot of the a lot of the work they kept it in-house you know they did a lot of family uh they got a lot of family assistance a lot of the but a lot of the planning yeah like i know jocelyn put a lot of a lot of work into it and and it showed you're right like the centerpieces were very cool uh great touches of of uh, a geek, geek flavor uh with the with the lanterns and you know great choices of board games like when i was walking around upstairs like a lot of board games like a lot of quick card games like cards against humanity um joking hazard like a lot of these a lot of these games that are easy to pick up and play so there was a good balance between folks you know socializing down with the music and then folks upstairs you know playing board games and uh, there was a poutine bar which was very oh, awesome man yeah this is my kind of wedding yeah there's a poutine bar it was really good but uh yeah, before we talk about like the diaper side of it, because we did leave the kids at home, and there's some interesting. I want to talk about that, but I'm curious. So you you you're still playing Wind Waker? Did you end up finishing it? Yeah. So just rolling into and I have no singular event to celebrate. If been, mm-hmm. if anything, surviving this Canadian winter has been absolutely brutal. But um, it's it's been long it's been cold it's been everything in between but uh gwen and i finished the legend of zelda the wind waker mm-hmm. um Ooh, and, what'd you do uh, with the sword and and ganon's face <laughs> like it's funny because uh it is it it is a very odd spoiler alert by the way it is a very odd way to dispose of of ganon but uh, for a game that is really child friendly throughout, like um, for a kid to watch, like a four year old to watch, um, I find it the art style combined with you know sense of adventure combined with all the content. Like there there are quests in which you decorate the village with flowers. You know, mm. there's quests where you uh, you know go to various fairy fountains and put fairies in bottles and get new new powers um every, you get grandma's hot soup will restore your health and give you powers like it's honestly super kid friendly and i really wish the internet in general did a better job of kind of curating that stuff and saying like you know this is a great game to play with your kids and so i i'll say it for you if, if you got a you know three and a half year old four year old uh and and you know they're not ready to play a, a game like 
Zelda yet. The Wind Waker is a great one to play with. There's some annoying gameplay things like mm-hmm. uh, feeding the fish. I mentioned last time that all of that, all of that stuff is is painful. And um, they they've done some stuff in the HD version to uh, give you like a super sail that lets you go faster and some of that. Uh, quality of life improvement uh, stuff that is that is really great for playing with kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that last scene, um, you know, uh, spoiler for any Zelda ever, you fight Ganon at the end, <laughs> and uh, and he did like you put a sword, sort of like the final blow was like a sword into his head, in which he then immediately turns to stone. So it's not like there's like gore or blood shooting out, and, and honestly, it didn't really leave much of an impression on Gwen. Right. Um, it, which was cool. I was glad of that, but it did seem like, it, uh, you know, just one odd piece of content. It'd be like if a movie had no swears in it, and then at one point someone just says "motherfucker," you know, yeah, like and they just like, drop the bo- the mf bomb. W- w- why would you do that in the middle of so like a, a sword to the head thing? Did seem like, but no, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't bother it that much. She loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I came, it came to be like, okay, what do we do next? Do we, she didn't really understand. There's not a, you can't just continue playing in the world. You have to kind of load a game from before you began in. And, and that kind of threw her for a loop. She's like, well, I thought we began in, you know, like what's going on here. And but right. I want to keep playing. And, and so we went around a little bit and tried to do some of the extra you know, the extra content or whatever. And, uh, but that didn't hold, it was actually not holding my interest. She was kind of keen into it, but I was like, oh, okay. Like we're, you know, we're pretty much done with this game. So I'm back to kind of needing a new game, but tonight she keeps out. She now knows there's other Zelda games. So, um, uh, how did that come about? Oh yeah, when the uh, the Nintendo Direct announced Link's Awakening oh, re- yeah. re- re- um, remastered or re- uh, reinvented. I think it's just like I, a the, it, like a re- uh, a remake of the of the of the original game, right? Yeah, which as a complete aside is the first Zelda game I've I ever played. Uh, hmm. I my my mom didn't let me have a Nintendo or a Super Nintendo, so the first Nintendo console I got was a Game Boy. I really like. Link's Awakening, I was really, really into. Um, that said, like I know time has gone by, and that that it's probably you know quaint compared to our current standards. Um, to that effect, though, I said to to Gwen, I was like, you know, do you want to play another? If you want to play another Zelda game, like I have other Zelda games, but there's nothing that seemed like I was like, there's nothing that's beautiful HD cartoony like The Wind Waker. So I was like, look, mm-hmm. I have this game. It's old, uh, but it is Zelda, and Ooh. and she's sl- and so I plugged in the SNES Classic, and just tonight we started on uh, Link to the Past, oh. and, and I thought she was going to be like, "This is ugly and it sucks. Like, why is everything, you know, <laughs> why is everything so lame? And like, why can I? Because you know, 3D is you're in the world almost where this is like top down, and especially for a kid that's just experienced Wind Waker." I thought she was going to be like, "This is garbage," yeah. but uh, well, but no, she's into it. She's like, good. "I like this game, Daddy." I'm like, "Oh, sweet, that's awesome." And the graphics seemingly really have not put her off in any way. And she's like, oh, "Okay, we got to get the Master Sword," and she knows the Master Sword from Wind Waker, and 
and different things. Uh, she's so she's right. She's right in there. So I think that'll be our next one. But it seems to be moving along pretty fast. Like we just played it tonight, and I don't remember all the details. But like we're already in the first dungeon, and we played like forty minutes. You know, like uh, yeah. So the, the original like NES and Super NES ones, like you forget how condensed they are in comparison to adventures these days. Like you know, video game adventures are so expanded. Uh, out of their original sort of expectations from the NES and Super NES, but that's good that you know they say they say to start the kids sort of in, in the era that you know of of the SNES and NES to kind of give give them that history, you know, uh, and I think that's in that's important because it's it shows that video games are of many different. Uh, art styles and designs and it actually reminds me of you know ashley i was in here playing games i I think i was playing civ 6 and she yelled in she's like hey how old do you have to be to play Fortnite?" and i'm like i don't know like it's a shooting game but it's kind of cartoony like i'd probably say like teenagers like i don't know 13 plus i'd say but i don't know i'm like it's hard for me to think you know, at that age level, but uh, then she comes in. She's like, "I saw this post on Facebook. Like, this woman was selling these old uh, metal like dumpster like trucks and stuff, and she's saying like, oh, my four year old, he only wants to play Fortnite, lol.' And I'm like, like you have a four year old? Could you see her playing Fortnite? Like maybe on on her phone or tablet, I guess. But- no, no, like I, I mean, no, I couldn't. I, I will say, okay, I will say that Gwen wanted at one point. I, I said to her, like, do you want to pilot the ship, like, steer the ship around? I got to go to the bathroom. And 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 when I came back, she was kind of into it because it's really, it's kind of fair. Like it's, it's fairly four directions, right? With yeah, and and like you put out the sail and you take it away. And she wanted to like pull up some chests from the bottom of the ocean, and but she needed me to kind of get on top of them, and then she pressed the button to to get them and she re- she really liked that i could see her being able to play now like uh links a link to the past like that mm-hmm. was one thing i'm like i'm gonna give her the controller and give her uh give her a chance um to play to play that but uh at the same point i'm uh I'm not sure how long that game is going to last us. And so I'm on the lookout again, listeners, if you have um, good uh, ideas for a show, uh, a, a game to play uh, with a, a kid that would be watching it more than um, than playing it, let me know. Uh, I'm starting to e- explore bigger adventures and stuff mm-hmm. like that's something that I'm considering. Yeah. The other things, just quickly, Ryan, because uh, I know we, uh, we want to talk a little bit more about the wedding, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, there, Jess and I, um, are getting into this show called the Umbrella. Wait, is it? Don't tell me. Academy. Yeah. Academy. Thank you. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I haven't, I've been playing a lot more games and I've been watching shows lately. And, um, it's, uh, it, uh, it just like, you know, how Netflix has the trailers that play and, mm-hmm. you know, it's superhero y, it's based on a comic series. There was a little bit of buzz about it, so we sat down and like we watched the first episode. Now we've watched two episodes, and I gotta say, it's it's like it's a fun one. It's a good one. Lots of mysteries, super, very stylish music, cinematography, everything. I totally recommend you and Ashley. Like that's a good one to watch as a couple. I find lots of uh, lots to talk about after each episode. I should check it out. It, um, while I was out of town for work. Um 
sometimes I'll, you know, I'll bring in a, an abundance of technology just to kind of keep, even though it's like maybe literally like three waking hours in a hotel before going to bed and waking up for work the next day. But uh, I brought my iPad and I watched, I just set the iPad up on the, the bed stand and watched, uh, just put on that uh, Russian Dolls Netflix series because I showed the trailer to Ashley and she was like, that does not look interesting at all you know it's i heard that one was really good it is really good i ended up honestly i it's about four hours in total of content i end up just leaving it on the entire time i was in the hotel and just watched the whole thing like straight through which again have not been able to do something like like binging on netflix is not a thing that exists when uh for me anyways like like it did before like it's not very often I can sit and have four hours to just watch something, you know, and, and to, to my credit, I was killing time in a, in, in a hotel where there's really not a lot of other stuff to do in town once, once, you know, you've had dinner. So I watched all of at Russian the subway at the, yeah, at the subway Smith falls. <laughs> I love, you know, it, it, like, again, Smith falls is a lovely town. It's just like I said. There's nothing. There's not a lot, a lot you can do after after dinner when when you're there for work, and uh, well, I made that caveat. <laughs> it's the, it's in the town logo. It's like Smith Falls. <laughs> come watch Netflix. <laughs> well, it's the thing is like I'm there with a work vehicle, and you have to drive to get anywhere. And I'm like, well, I got to work the next day, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drive anywhere to to keep busy. So I ended up watching all of this Russian Dolls series, and quite dark quite not for children it's it's uh there's there's violence there's a lot of death it's basically groundhog day with with bill murray uh but but instead of just reliving the day after it ends you relive this this day after you die um and it's got the the lady from orange the new black the sort of uh you know roughly hair one uh very high strung but it's uh it's really interesting and it takes about three or four episodes to kind of get going, but it's a bite-sized show. Like it's it's interesting in the first three episodes, but I think once that third episode ends, there's there's a moment where it starts to get really interesting and really quirky huh. uh, as they sort of explore the concept of of this phenomenon that's happening to the main character. So yeah, and totally bingeable. Like you can finish it in four hours. Like there's eight thirty. So the episodes. episodes. Okay, there's thirty minutes. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, because that's it. Like the um, the uh, Umbrella Academy is like it's hour long show. And yeah. honestly, the first episode of that show when we watched it, I was like, oh god, an hour. Like mm-hmm. it just felt like I had you know, even we well, we used to watch network TV, an hour long show would be actually forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but. So, you know, with commercials and stuff. But here on Netflix, an hour is an hour, This is right? literally so, an hour pilot, you're saying. Yeah. So so when I sat down – when we sat down to watch it, we were like, oh, geez, an hour. Like, do we want to commit this hour? Because we have, like you, so precious ta- little time. Or you want to watch – or you want to play video games or – Yeah. Or, or, but know. then it was over like this. You know, it was over. Okay. And, and I recognized what had happened is like it's everything about it is put together like a movie. And if you were watching an hour-long movie, you would be like, "Whoa, that movie just ended!" You know, like that is a that is a fast movie because it introduces characters in, in the same way that you would a pa- the pace that you would a movie. 
they get like intro sequences. Everything is kind of brought brought together, and then they're setting up the main stakes of the plot, and it mm-hmm. just feels like they're getting ready for a big, impactful second hour, and then, whoa, episode's over. And we both looked at each other like, oh, should we watch another one? But we didn't. We waited. In, we watched um, an episode uh, the next day. And then, of course, like the second episode, while also good, is, is not uh, – there's a, it's it has an obnoxious amount of mysteries in a way like so that's right. one of the, the hooks it's very much like lost in that regard oh, where you're really? like you're like oh man i need to you know i need to know about this cuz the conceit of it is it's about these x-men type characters so these kids that were born with superpowers they were all raised by this eccentric rich dude they the in the present the eccentric rich dude has died uh, bringing all, them all back as adults to the home where they all grew up, but they're all off in their own lives and stuff like that. And, and so the show takes place obviously at, with them as adults, but also, you know, flashbacks and stuff like that to them growing up. And there's all these things that are not said that you're like, oh, why do these two hate each other? Or you know, mysteries like that. And then there are larger mysteries like how did the guy die? You know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, there's there's a time travel element that's introduced fairly early, like what's going on there, and and all of this stuff, and and so they they have a lot of teases, like where they're trying to tease you. They'll even have like a character will learn the answer to something or will get revealed something, but the viewer doesn't see what they learn, and they're like, and then. And then, you know, credits will roll and, and you'll be like, God damn it. You know, I I got to watch the next episode or uh, to figure it out. So they, they know what they do. They're doing. They, they manipulate the viewer. But at the same time, it's it's a lot of fun and all the characters are fun. So it's light. You know, it's not too heavy. That's it's good. got some ultra violence, though. Uh, not a lot, but some uh, it's not for kids. Oh, OK. Well, I, I mean, not that I'm looking for uh, uh, <laughs> trying to get Caden to watch anything but Paw Patrol or. Or PJ, he's into PJ Masks now, and uh, yeah, no, I, I hate I, PJ Masks. So we've, yeah, we've covered that one, and I hate it as well. <laughs> no. But uh, Umbrella Academy, I'm interested. I want to check it out, and I think there's some. I don't know if you've ever seen Riverdale. Like uh, Ashley really likes those shows, uh, like the Riverdale and well, Riverdale's. She, she likes <laughs> the Riverdale esque shows, <laughs> yeah. like Riverdale. You know, Riverdale. <laughs> you know, Riverdale. Oh, uh, so I'm wondering, like you mentioned, there's a lot of like, is it drama or is it just like mystery? Like, like there's drama, uh, drama between characters. Like drama, I'm... comedy, mystery. It's it's okay. they try to they try to put it all all together uh, in a like I would I would say there's a a high level of like tongue and cheekness too. There's one mm. character that is just like. Uh, a clown and mm. uh um the other thing is it's one of those shows where um where there's kid child actors but it's clearly not a show for kids oh. whenever they flash back you know it's all it's all like kid actors and one of the characters the time traveling character is is you know he's a kid all, all the time pretty much and the it's just kind of um you know like it, it's one of those shows where like it's kind of funny when you think about the fact that that kid probably shouldn't watch the show that he's starring in. You know what I mean? Like, well, there's uh, a lot of that. I remember reading a couple articles about you know kid actors being in show- like Kickass is one where where these young young kids that are in this movie and their you know their parents are uh, that might be a bad like I don't know like Lord of the Flies is probably another one where it's like probably don't want these kids watching these movies or or whatever. But uh, yeah, no, I, I it sounds. 
It sounds really interesting. I know it's been getting a lot of good press, and uh, honestly, we could probably use another show that's that's not like a like a sitcom, you know, kind of thing on network television, right? So, I've actually been toying with the idea of uh, once our contracts up with with our current you know uh, provider is to look at just straight up moving to Netflix because they had so many of these original series that you could oh, wait, really live off mean, this stuff. You mean you have cable? I do have cable. Yeah. Oh yeah, so we we've uh, not we've only been Netflix and Amazon hmm. Prime for the past two and a half years. See, I or think three there years needs, maybe. There need like because I I think there needs to be one more you know streaming service here in Canada that is like I know Crave just added like all the HBO stuff day and date with their Crave Plus or whatever, um, but I think there's just like a. a yeah, if we had Hulu here or something. Yeah, there's just these shows that I would that I would miss, like uh, you know Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like you could wait until they arrive on Netflix. Like they, that's what I do. Yeah, they I, and I, and again, it goes back to that timing thing. Like, is it a water cooler show where I need to know what happens? Like Walking Dead is one of those shows that I still watch and I still appreciate knowing uh, what happens as soon as possible because it's a show that could be spoiled. Uh, but like there are other shows where you'd think the same thing, but I I still haven't watched the second season of Westworld. You know, I'm more than happy to to wait on that one, but uh, and, but that's that's like that is an HBO. The HBO yeah. ones are a bit different, right? But those and, are and available as well, right? Yeah, you would get their service. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, I, I, I Ashley and I talked about it, and we try it, and obviously for The Walking Dead, you you could just purchase the season, which I have done in the past. You know, when we didn't have yeah. access to AMC uh, with our providers, so it's not unheard of. I just I can imagine buying. Like if we looked at all the shows we watch, like if the, we'd imagine weighing each show and being like, "Do I need to watch this one as soon as it comes out?" That's like forty bucks a pop. Like, does it end up costing more than, than cable in the long run? Right. So yeah, for me it's funny we had none of those conversations in the sense that like we really don't mind ever. Now we don't do a podcast like you do on on uh, on a show, and that right. that changes the dynamic. But the only thing for me was live sports. Right? Was I willing to go? Uh, without live sports and they had like this nhl pass i could get and all that and and i did i did have that for a season but now i'm boycotting a lot of live sports so uh mm-hmm. it, it's uh you know it it, it th- that's one of those things where they they say like live sports is is the last big streaming hurdle to, to I, stop people from cutting the cord yeah but. i don't watch i don't watch sports i think at this rate it's just a, ma- a point of like we have a screaming deal with our provider for all the pack. Like we even have like home phone. Like that's how big a screaming deal it was. It's like it would cost you more if we did if you just just take the home phone, you know. And I'm like, all right, fine. But uh, yeah, maybe once that's up, I, I would look at just strictly an internet connection because that seems to be nowadays that seems to be the one you have to have if you're going sure. because a lot of stuff is is delivered. You know, like all of Bell stuff in town here is delivered over fiber, right? So you have to. Uh, you have to uh, you have to go that route, but uh, ah, that's a rabbit hole. Um, you're yeah, playing no, Apex just, Legends. Let's talk about that. Yeah, no, I, I'm the only person on the planet playing Apex Legends the right only, now. It's one of it's, 25 million. It's really lonely. I go on there. I don't see anybody. It's very quiet. Right. Um, 
the uh, yeah no Apex Legends is that that the game by the makers respawn makers of Titanfall mm-hmm. surprise dropped a couple of weeks ago like actually just before we recorded our last we episode. played the first day it was out I think you and I. Well, for, yeah first in the first couple of days we we played I played it uh, on and off since then and I've, be, I've been really enjoying my time it's it's again it's way more fun if you're it's only playable in squads of three if you're with two people that you know or it's really really uh, great um it's polished it, mm-hmm. it it's fun uh i've been having a really good good time with it um i think it's got i got legs i think it's going to look completely different in a year from now than it looks now look looks like now i see everybody popping up with their podcasts on apex legends everybody's sort of <laughs> ru- everybody's running to like jump on board this bandwagon as it uh, mm-hmm. uh and uh, i can't say i blame them i think like there's a there's a huge audience there that's going to have a big appetite. I don't know like how long they they stick around. I didn't play much of Fortnite, but the one thing about Fortnite that I will say is that the building functionality adds a, a, a level of randomness and craziness that makes it uh, very streamable. And and mm-hmm. while Apex is much more of a smooth play. Um, it's it's uh, and, and will obviously do really well on Twitch and is doing really well on Twitch. In terms of the legs of that game, um, you, until they add like new characters and, and new, at one point, nothing really crazy or surprising happens, or it's few and far between, right? So that that's the the one thing. It's not necessarily a complaint. My only complaint is I suck at it. That's my only complaint. Well, I mean. I much prefer Apex Legends over Fortnite. I think Fortnite's one of those games that... And this isn't like me, oh man, Ryan, you know. it's um, Fortnite is really interesting to watch because people have gotten really creative with the building. Uh, and by creative, I mean just manic. Like, they just go in and create all these like weird buildings and they have these weird weird ways of building steps and then jumping down on people and stuff. And I just can't, I can't wrap my mind around it. I cannot, I cannot build and shoot it. I can barely shoot let alone build and shoot at the same time. But but with Apex Legends, it's balanced in a way where everyone's on the same playing you know field. Like you you all you need to do is just play the game. You don't have to worry about building. You just gotta you know know your positions and, and be able to you know point the gun and shoot. And and obviously looting is a big thing. But I think that uh, I think Apex Legends is going to prove that there's room for a few of these big free to play uh, shooters. You know I don't. I, I don't think Apex Legends is going to come in and unseat Fortnite. If anything, it's probably going to make PUBG's job harder because that game is is still now to its credit. I haven't played it in in a, in a year or so, if not years. But that to me, that game still looks like a like a like something they've they've smooshed together into a game and it barely runs. Like well, I, PUBG I think runs a, a fair amount better now. But the, right. the one thing about it is that I, I'd say it's definitely more of a survival horror type experience. Hmm. Whereas, like you know, you're crouching in a shack by yourself, trying to put on an attachment on, to your guns. Where <laughs> Apex Legends is clearly an arcadey experience. It's when more fast paced. Yeah, and when you die, you're just like, oh, okay, again, again. It feels a lot more like like a life. A life thing whereas in, in in PUBG it feels like oh my god like I really I really got to start over mm-hmm. and it's it's gonna take take forever the fact that you know you, all the upgrades you pick up 
are automatically applied in Apex Legends. The little quality of life stuff I really, really like. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like I like it a lot. The I think the thing that bothers me uh, is that the Titanfall 2 is like one of my favorite online games of all time, maybe. And um, it it uses the same mechanics as Titanfall 2, minus like some of the stuff that made titanfall 2 feel so good including wall running you know and uh and some of the the gameplay mechanics as well from titanfall 2 outside of the titans um and uh it it does feel like playing sometimes when you've played a lot of a game like that and then you play a game that takes a that takes that base model but removes some sizable components it sometimes feels like you're nerfed or something like mm-hmm. you're like i i've tried to wall run so many times and i'd be like oh yeah i can't do it but it's tough when you're walking around you can slide in the exact same way you've got the same guns so much of it seems similar and then it's like some of the things you can't do and that that is frustrating especially seeing is titanfall 2 never really broke big um, there's a lot of uh, big cult following to it, and the numbers are up for that game based on Apex. But Apex has so many players, it makes me sort of sad that Titanfall 2 has not got even a fraction of that, you know? But yeah. you know, such is life. Respawn's not crying anymore. They're making Mad Bank. Oh, they got, I think they had a bid from, there was talk that they had a bid from Nexon, the, the Chinese uh, video game sort of conglomerate. But, uh, EA swooped in and was like, nah, you ain't touching this, and they and they ended up buying up Respawn. So um, it, it's, it'll be interesting. It's definitely one to watch. Uh, I think it's more my speed in terms of a battle royale, but uh, I, I need to jump back in because I think the last time I played was was when we recorded after last uh, our last show. So. so speaking of recording shows, let's talk about uh, changing some diapers here, getting sure. that... Uh, move out of the dungeons and, and, and talk about what it was like abandoning your children like the rotten parents you are to go for a super geeky weekend. So so here's the here's the thing. I, I wanna preface this conversation with the fact that I was very happy to uh, to be able to to leave the kids at home with with the in laws, uh, they the kids had a great time, and and so did Ashley and I. But but that being said, leading up to the event, um, there's like this you know eight month period with a wedding because you get invited and, and you know the date and it's like okay well we we're gonna have babysitters and uh, and, and we're gonna leave the kids at home and it's gonna be great and this is like eight months in advance. And you kind of think like, oh, Abby will be sleeping through the night. Caden will be sleeping through the night. You know, Abby won't be breastfeeding anymore. It'll be all good. And and then like a week before the wedding, it's like, oh no, like I I feel really bad about leaving leaving the kids because like Caden's waking up in the middle of the night and, and walking down the hall. Uh, Abby's still nursing in the middle of the night and and having a rough go when she wakes up around midnight. And sometimes she sleeps through. Sometimes she doesn't. So we were a little worried about that. But I totally hear that. Like we're that's the sort of thing that yeah. worries us right now. But the thing is one like literally the day before the wedding we're just like, you know what? Like we just it is what it is. You know, Ashley's parents can survive one night. Uh they did it with four kids. So I'm sure they they can relive those those lovely, you know, the heydays and and uh and just and literally just deal deal with it, you know. And 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 with that in mind, we we got on the road and and we went. We did have a bit of a bump, and again, like I, lo- I love my in laws, but 
we talk about this eight month window where it's like, hey, oh, we would, they're going to babysit. No problem. And then like the day before or the week of, they're like, oh yeah, we gotta, uh, we gotta go do, we gotta go do this car thing. So we'll be there, you know, what time do you need us there? I'm like, oh, well, we, we want to leave at like 11, 1130, you know, so we can go check in and then go to, go to the, go to the wedding early. And they're like, mm, I, I was kind of going to go look at a car. So I'll try to find someone to come watch the kids for the couple hours while I go look at cars. Oh, and I was like, wait a minute, you do about this months in advance and uh and uh, <laughs> so there's that would not have gone over well in my household let it, me tell you it, that it, it we kind of we kind of played chicken with it and at the end of the day like uh they they ended up having i think my my father-in-law stopped by so he watched the kids by himself for a good couple hours uh which he was fine no problem he, he was he was subjected to a couple hours of paw patrol because he came we left during abby's nap so that was fun to subject him to that. But it was this interesting, like, we didn't know for sure what was happening until the day of the wedding when we had to leave. And I'm sitting here like, well, someone better show up because we got to leave, you know. Uh, it's bad enough leaving the kids. It's another thing to have to worry about who's actually going to watch the kids. And then you're driving in, in, you know, to Toronto. So you're having to worry about traffic as well. So I was a bit of a bit of a wreck leading up to the the day we left but then you know they to their credit they did they they, they came they watched the kids they did a great job everything was perfect we hit the road and we had a great time and and yeah we uh i took a nap you know before the wedding like i haven't been able to do like t sleep during the day and like how many years uh we were up super late so we were up until like two three in the morning like after the wedding was over and i went back to the hotel it was like two in the morning i was like i can't sleep <laughs> <laughs> like i'm too i'm too hyped up you know and uh so then we so i stayed up till like three in the morning and then i'm like oh no i'm gonna be able to sleep in this is gonna be great but then i like snapped awake at like 7 30 uh but i really yeah I, I can't, that would not happen to me oh i can't sleep in like my body's been trained but uh i did end up like kind of forcing myself to go back to sleep and we ended up we ended up sleeping in and missing kind of missing breakfast so uh, but all in all, it was, it was a really, it was, it, again, it all sounds terrible, but like, it was nice to be away from the kids for, for at least one evening. And they, they're both still alive? Yeah, they're both doing great. Uh, they've recovered. Now, you know, like they, they had a, they didn't sleep very well. They put them to bed late. They missed their bath. Uh, all that fun stuff yeah, Com yeah. comes with the territory of, of having other people watch your kids. Routine does sometimes go out the window, but all in all, the you know they did a great job and the kids had a great time. And and I think that's the the tell tale thing. And it's like everybody knows it, but mm -hmm. we all end up in the same spot, and we're in the same spot right now, which is like like this weekend we have a babysitter coming, right? Mm -hmm. And and it's the same deal. It's like baby's gonna, you know, Jesse's like you know we're gonna put the kids down and then the baby's gonna be up at midnight and need a breastfeed and like la 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 right but at the same point we also know that we've just got to we've just got to do it you gotta and, rip the band-aid uh, right exactly and so it, it it's um so i hope to be sort of in the in that in that boat this weekend a little bit yeah. um i mean we were, uh, we were an hour away so like an hour and a half away if anything right catastrophic had happened and again like my in-laws you know both my parents and both ashley's parents they raised four kids you know so i think uh, they everyone was confident 
that that there would not be any any issues uh, that that they can yeah. control. Like, you know, we have a fifteen year old looking over our kids, so it's a little different. That like, is a little different, the, I would say. Their experience yeah. with uh, with raising children might be. To be, might be less, but the difference is we're not going all night. We're just going for an evening, right? Oh, well, that, and it's, that's not so bad. Wait, like, no, but you I, said midnight, so like. Well, it's just that like it's one of those things where it's like we'll probably put the kids to bed, mm-hmm. and by the time like by the time we get back, like <laughs> bedtime is eight, right? Like, yeah. if we want to see a movie, which is what we're planning on doing, sure. like we if you miss the seven start times you, there's no eight start times you have right. to go straight to nine, to nine. and sometimes nine thirty, and then by the time like your two hour movie is over and the time you make it home you mm-hmm. know you're talking midnight like, i think that's... i just like made myself painfully aware of how sheltered i am that it's like what do you mean midnight is when they you'll be home by midnight how does you're, staying out how do you stay out past <laughs> midnight you know, but uh, yeah, I guess you're no. not in lovely Smith Falls. You're in Ottawa, right? So there's, no, that's, there's stuff that's to do. True. They have other stuff than a subway. It's crazy. Um, there's a couple but, great, like, uh, there's some restaurants in Smith yeah. Falls, but the subway was closest. I, I don't don't wanna... defend them, Ryan. Don't <laughs> defend them. So uh, <laughs> just in terms of sleeping, one mm. of big achievements that we've had lately is, is Gwen, uh, our oldest, four years old, she's now falling asleep by herself again and this has been a long ordeal where it's it you know we had her sleep falling asleep by herself but Mm -hmm. then she when we moved houses last year she went back to being really really scared and needing somebody to lie sort of on next to her bed when she's falling asleep and so doing bedtime like the baby's bedtime is not painful it's like we do the bath, you know, um, read her a book, put her in her sleep sack, a couple of songs and put her down and we can leave. And yeah, I mean, she might cry a bit, but then she'll fall asleep. But the Gwen's has been long because hmm. we, we do the bath, we read her a book and we alternate nights for Gwen's bedtime. Uh, but we would, re- you know, read her a book or whatever. I do stories from my mouth. And then, and then it's like, we're Call back, you know, she's she goes to sleep but it takes forever like she's tossing and turning and we have to lie in that room while that's going on mm-hmm. it's very uncomfortable and then maybe if it's me i'll probably fall asleep and then i wake up and i'm all messed up like it just it just wasn't great so then we we've tried multiple times but she was ready she's like you know we put up a reward sort of calendar and said she's getting a stamp for every day she can do it in a row hmm. um she did it more with me than than she did with Jess, but now she's doing it with Jess as well. She's really proud of being able to do it. Um, and all we do is we go into the other room and I say to her, like, after I do the songs, I say, I'm going to check on you in five minutes. And then I do in five minutes, I'll just come in. She'll be wide awake, but she'll be in bed. She'll smile at me. And I'm like, I'll come check on you in five minutes. And then I leave and I, I go back in five minutes again. And then she'll, at that point, she'll generally look pretty sleepy. Um, and then I said, I'll, I'll be back in five minutes. And at that point, I take long, like, I, I'll take longer periods of time. And I go into mm. my room, which is across the hall, and I'll read a book or go on my Switch or whatever. And it's much more enjoyable for me this time than being in their 
uh, in there with her. So now she can do that by herself. I think it's going to make it much easier for her to be babysat, uh, which was one of the big things where we had like, okay, to put Gwen to bed, these are all the things you're going to have to do. And she's Mm going to be scared and all this. But now it's going to be much better. We'll be able to tell the babysitter she can do it by herself and and that. So I I think we're entering a phase where it's going to be much more easy to have other people take care of the kids. That's good. No, yeah, babies, babysitters is uh, is tough. Um, all of our babysitters have been family, so it's kind of just like, I don't know. You guys know the routine. You can't screw it up. It'll be fine. And 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 then they do. Well, and you know, not that my in laws would ever listen to this, uh, but they were they did just fine. You know, they 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 did a great job. The kids. You know, when we got back, they were they were not overtired. They were, you know, they were just they were their normal selves. You know, and uh, I think it's important that grandparents get to you know uh, spoil the kids a little bit. You know, let them stay up a little later. Uh, and and they and again, like Caden was up at five thirty, and it's like, well, you should have put him to bed on time. <laughs> you know, and he's in his own bed, so he gets out and he he climbs into bed, and I guess he he got out of bed at five thirty, climbed into their bed, and slept with them for like a a half hour. But I think that, uh, and that's another thing I got to look at. Like I don't want that to be like a thing. So I've been like, as soon as he gets up, I try to I try to wake myself up and and go downstairs, which is fine because I'm usually getting ready for work. But the sleeping thing is a is a tough cookie to crack because I think like once you figure it out the they switch it up you know like Caden we had him in his crib and he was fine then all of a sudden he wants to sleep in the big bed and we thought oh let's try it out you know and sure enough that was opening a whole other can of worms Uh, yeah don't mess with something that works yeah definitely don't don't upgrade them from the crib if if they are enjoying it and the only reason we moved him out of the crib is that he insisted on on being in the big bed now it's our fault we the big bed had been in his room for for years so he'd grown he'd grown used to it you know we'd use it to he coveted it i know yeah like uh but anyways he, i think bed. he's getting he's getting better and better with it but uh yeah it is an adventure making kids sleep um speaking of adventures mm-hmm. uh last little bit on on this like you mentioned how much you hate uh, and i mentioned how much i hate but uh the uh, PJ masks. Right. Well, I've also mentioned, I think repeatedly on the show, my love for my little pony friendship is magic. Um, that show is awesome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I really, I really dig it. Gwen, Gwen digs it too. However, I've been hearing a lot of good words about this uh, show on Netflix called wild Kratz. The Krat uh, brothers. Yeah. Have oh. you, do you know what, I watched the Crap Brothers when I was a kid because they had the, you know, Crap Brothers and Zaboomafu. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. This is blowing my mind right now. So these guys, these guys, these brothers, Mm -hmm. they did shows when we were kids? So TVO, they had a show on TVO where they had a real lemur that was like their mascot. Oh, snap, that's the same brothers? It is. Oh, And they do a live show. I was just, I was funny. I was in lovely Smith Falls. And uh, a coworker of mine was telling me that she had taken her kids to a Wild Kratz live show, and uh, I guess the Kratz brothers are like in Ottawa, like that's where they live. So you could find them and ask them about their special animal vest powers. So, so it's funny. It's funny they are in Ottawa because mm-hmm. Mike was Mike 
was noticing in the Wild Kratts show um, he, locations from Ottawa because there's like live action at the beginning and the end, right. and then it's cartoon in, in, in the middle. So they, yeah, they I, used to have a show. Yeah, it was live action. I, but now it's like a cartoon show. Okay, so like it may not be big outside of this local area. I don't know. It's on hmm. Netflix. We're watching it. But bottom line, it's these two brothers that um, they they do like an intro about the animal of the week or whatever, and then it becomes a cartoon show, mm-hmm. and they get the powers of that animal, and they get these suits that are designed after, and then the kids learn all about that that animal, right? And it's so it's really actually good, and you can learn a lot of uh, learn a lot of stuff. A lot of people had talked to me about how great the show was, uh, in terms of like you know teaching kids about animals and all of this, and and having that element of adventure and, and stuff but so i was watching it and uh with with gwen and then gwen now alternates sometimes she wants to watch wild Kratts, and then other times she wants to watch my little pony mm-hmm. and i like like for me i like my little pony so much more and i was trying to figure out why that was like why because there is the only educational merit to my little pony is friends are important yo be nice to your friends like that's really it however what my little pony is about is adventures and world building like the world of my little pony gets ridiculous like there's all these uh, callbacks and cities and two-parters and and, and all this sort of stuff yeah it gets really it gets really like it gets really extensive, you know, and I, I do like the the, the the puns all related to horses, you know, like Manhattan is Manhattan, and then there's Van Hoover, which is Van Vancouver, and uh, all. But all, all these all these places, they they expand the world and they expand the the relationships and all this, and of course they have the adventures that go on. There's like eight seasons of this on Netflix, mm-hmm. but it got me thinking about these two types of. Uh, uh, of programming and uh, for children and there's the edutainment and there's the learning and there's there's a lot of people that that really value that and it's beyond tv it's like it it's walking around and saying to your kids giving them a bunch of facts giving them a bunch of information and watching their brains soak it up like like explaining sort of scientific stuff in a very basic way like really giving them a lot of information and helping them learn on the other side of that i find there's imagination and and fantastical creation and all that and i'm always been more like a, a of an artsy person who's into that sort of stuff like my stories from the mouth have now turned into this extravagant mermaid kingdom with all these other kingdoms and all these characters Ooh. and all this and gwen Love loves that stuff, and I recognize that like, like it, it is it is interesting because I don't give Gwen a lot of that the facts. Like I'm not throwing a lot of like, hey, did you know that's the Big Dipper and it's oh. like the North, you know, like um, I'm I'm not throwing I'm not throwing a bunch of stuff. I see a lot of other parents do that. They're like, hey, let's watch Wildcrats and talk about the different animals. Let's teach. Uh, my teaching is all – or teaching, parenting is all about like imagination play mm-hmm. and, and and engaging in imagination. The reason we play the Wind Waker or Zelda games is to go on this adventure together and to have these experiences. So it is really funny because I'm really – like it, it came to mind when thinking about My Little Pony versus Wildcrats, these two shows that rep that sort of represent the two different types of what I, what I see – 
parenting going as like people being like i'm going to teach my kid or i'm going to imagine with my kid or help foster their imagination and i know the answer is balance of both right Mm -hmm. but like i clearly skew more to one than the other i think there's more imagination television that captures kids at a young age uh and learning is just there's also learning though in in terms of uh, watching you know paw patrol or even pj mass where they're where they're absorbing words and they're absorbing dialogue and sentence structure and and even if that sentence structure is very very basic i mean i even look at at, at abby who's a year and a half and she obviously watches episodes of Paw Patrol sometimes when Caden's watching it, and she's latched on to to Paw Patrol. She runs around. She thinks all the dogs are Zuma, which is is cute. Zuma is the worst. She's a big fan like of Zuma. I don't know what it uh, is. I don't know what she sees in him. And and I I didn't think I would say that so soon, but uh, <laughs> she at is, least it's not Chase. They got a Chase pushing agenda on that show. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Funny Rock, side story. Rocky's the best. <laughs> With Chase, I remember when Caden started watching Paw Patrol, and I was kind of like, I was looking it, into it on the internet, and I came across this like forum board, and someone was all up in Chase's case, like, oh, I used to like Chase when he was a police dog, and now he's wearing like spy gear and SWAT gear, and they're like going into yeah. how he's like this like hardcore narc cop or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's a kid show, guys. Like, they need to sell more toys, so of course they're gonna give him like spy gear. But they were like, oh, the government, you know. Um, yeah. But no, Abby's all in the I saw this internet meme about. <laughs> <laughs> about how, how Chase accidentally shoots Zuba because <laughs> Zuba is not wearing his outfit and therefore it's just like a black lab or something oh, like that. Terrible. Yeah, I know it was really horrible, but it was terrible. like, but also kind of funny. Uh, yeah, I, so. yeah, but she's a she's a fan of Zuba, and I guess while I was away, Ashley was um, was buying some clothing and stuff, and she ended up. You know, uh, going to a store and Abby saw these shoes. Yeah, I think it was where it, well, she was at Value Village, so she was looking at like shoes and stuff because the kids they get these shoes. Uh, this is probably a whole other topic, but like when it comes to shoes, like they they wear the shoes and they almost grow out of them almost immediately. So it makes no sense to pay like full price for these shoes. So we go and we when we pick up a we pick up a pair usually at Value Village. So Abby latched onto these like Paw Patrol ones. Uh, and and she kept saying, "Oh, I want my, these Zuma shoes, you know." But they were it was clearly like Everest and and Sky on on these shoes. But she's she's very adorable. Uh, hopefully, she grows out of it. Hopefully, it's just a phase. This whole Zuma phase, uh, you know, and upgrades to a more you know appropriate uh, dog like uh, Rubble. Rubble's my favorite. Uh, yeah, Rubble. I Rubble. I can I can get behind. He's the he's youngest, super pup. and he's yeah. also got like this this backstory that he's like an orphan, and and he was he was abandoned as a small pup, and he wasn't eating, and then the Paw Patrol saves him, and he becomes like this new new pup. But he's always learning too. Like, but he's not like I don't know. It's just he's he's the best pup. I mean, you write in. You let us know what the best pup is. I think yeah, it's who's the best pup? Also, then we can rank the ponies. Uh, for me, uh, I don't know uh, the cutie mark. I do like the cutie mark crusaders, but I sort of am like coming around to Rainbow Dash right now. Right. Anyway, we can we can totally we can totally talk about this. See, Korath in the chat says he likes Zuma and Rocky. Yeah. So. Well. Whatever. To teach her, Rocky's the best. Uh, that's and and I can I can get behind. Uh, 
anybody but Zuma and Chase. Um, you don't but, like uh, Zuma, eh? hmm. I'm coming around on him. I, he's he's, he's the same voice as Romeo on the stupid uh, oh. PJ Masks. Yeah, because I, I I don't know if this is bad parenting, but uh, on that note, you know, Caden is into PJ Masks, and uh, when we were out. You know, it was oh, let's you know, I saw these toys. Uh, one of the kids at, at the wedding had these PJ Masks toys, and I'm like, oh, we should pick them up. You know, some action figures for PJ Masks. So we go and we buy this like you know set from Toys R Us that has uh, all the main PJ Masks plus Romeo and, and Night Ninja. And I said I tried to explain to Caden like, oh, you know, like the you know the voice of Zuma, Zuma and Romeo are, are the same voice actors, so they're like the same person. And he's like, no, Dad, Romeo is from pj masks zuma is from paw patrol they're completely different i mean but no don't they sound similar caden and he's like no dad they're different like what is up with you yeah it was a fun conversation i i (laughs) i was clearly in the wrong though i was trying to try to break his heart i shouldn't have been so yeah i know you're trying to make a connection between an evil doer and and his favorite pop for some reason oh he doesn't like zuma he screams oh, bloody murder there was a there was a bath phase where he's like screaming i'm not zuma and i think that's where abby picked up zuma because caden would just scream he's not zuma every time we tried to put him in the bath so that's too funny. <laughs> yeah. i'm rocky god damn it yeah exactly um, i said to him well if, if you're gonna use that as an excuse you you should at least be screaming that you're rocky who hates water uh, come on get your get your pup straight man but yeah, all, all of this to say, and, and listeners, if you have thoughts on, on this idea of like edutainment, like the, the quality of the show that your kids watch, and if they, mm-hmm. if you feel that, like I value escapism and entertainment and imagination stuff, world building and all that, um, wherever I can find it. And for me, like I've seen My Little Pony, it, it, it does that really well. Wildcrats is a really great show in terms of educating and all that. And it has adventure in it as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely Wildcrats better than the Paw Patrols and the PJ Masks of this world. But at the same point, I, you know, like I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure what that says about me, what that says about parenting in general and the types of, you know, the types of shows that our kids should be watching. I'm in a world where they don't watch commercials because we're only watching Netflix. So I think My Little Pony was heavily criticized for commercialization, but there's no – Gwen doesn't even know that there's My Little Pony toys or anything there, like there, that, right? There's a toy line for every show, I think. Like no show is 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 free of that, you know, uh, uh, accusation, right? Like it's – no show is free of that, and I think My Little Pony is is like I, when we were in the Toys R Us. You look around, and it's like, yep, there's a there's a PJ Masks aisle, there's a Paw Patrol aisle, two of the most you know yeah. marketed shows with toys out the wazoo. And They're hot right now. Yeah, yeah, and My Little Pony, I think had it had a had a big moment where I'm sure there was a whole aisle. Yeah, but, but now I think it has subsided. They're a little like, bit. it's like nine seasons in uh, yeah. of this remake, and I I have to say like that's what. Um, the you know the shows we watched when we were kids were all made by toy companies like Mattel mm-hmm. and Hasbro as the original My Little Pony was, um, and uh, so you know He Man Transformers uh, sh- any of those shows they had Bar- Barbie had her own show like they mm-hmm. they were all made by toy companies to sell sell us toys so the shows we watched as a kid now bear in mind we're from Canada so we watched like tons of reboot mr mr dress up and and, and stuff like 
uh, and stuff like that. So, uh, so there was edutainment as well. But mm-hmm. now I find like the quality of shows they have, and I look at these shows like I, Gwen's not old enough for them, but they're on Netflix, like The Dragon Prince and all that sort of stuff. And I think to myself, like, oh yeah, man, the quality of shows she's going to have access to uh, as a kid are way better than the ones that that I had access to, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. I think that. You know, cable companies and and terrestrial sort of television should be very wary about the way their their future you know target audience because again, like my kids are being raised on Netflix in terms of the shows they watch and the shows they have access to. Your kids are being raised on Netflix. I'm sure that's a that's a grand you know uh, a very easy assumption to say that like a lot of this new generation are watching shows on Netflix just due to, you know, ease of access, lack of commercials. Because I sometimes will watch TV, and when a commercial comes on, I almost feel a little wary about it, you know? Like, ah, oh, I don't want my kids to accidentally be, you know, sort of shown a commercial that, that just raises more questions. Or even just, you're like, oh, there's this goop egg loot box uh, commercial. I want one of those, Dad. And I'm like no that's just a mess and they're probably like way overpriced but yeah <laughs> i wonder i wonder what it'll but look i like. want it yeah well true uh, but i wonder what it'll look like in 20 years you know what it'll look for, like cable companies are already like you know like the walkie dead oh r- ratings are way down it, uh, although it's still like the most watched television show on premium cable they still struggle with with the numbers right and they're they're like oh we're down to seven million it's like if that's what they're squawking about, can you imagine what's going to happen when kids grow up and they're just like, "What do you? I don't, I don't want to pay for television. I'm just going to have my Netflix and I'll watch it when, when I damn well please." You know, like and that's what I do. That's what I do. Um, but we, uh, we do a live show and we've got some questions. I just want to go through in the chat here. Like, Korath is asking if we have introduced our kids to the Pokemon anime yet. And no, and I missed like I never got into Pokemon as mm-hmm. a kid, so it's not something that I I have thought about or anime in general. Like I don't know enough about Pokemon. I know it's a, a kid show, but like I definitely have concerns about some of the as a father of young girls, the portrayal of girls in Japanese anime in general. Hmm. So I mean, I'll be very cautious. When, not I I. I think Pokemon, you're safe on that front. Like, I think there's there's some strong female characters in those shows. Right. That I think you would... Yeah, I do understand where you're coming from. Um, but, like, yeah, like, I... We... If I if I Google image search don't do Pokemon that. TV <laughs> anime series, nothing offensive. Will Is come that what you're worried you? about? Are you worried your kids gonna Google Pokemon? Then like, I mean, they could Google anything, and if they add anime to the end, you're probably gonna get some questionable results. But uh, it's funny that yeah. that Korath asked because I I actually did you know Caden's been getting into more of the long form shows like and Abby's been you know during Abby's nap, so we watched uh, we watched. I think the first Pokemon movie reboot. So it was like they reboot. The, Holy. Oh, my brain hurts from it, that. They rebooted the series of movies and, and they still have like Ash and Brock and all those characters. And, uh, we watched that movie and, and he, he understood it, you know, to a certain extent, but there were, he enjoyed it. He was just kind of confused by, you know, some of the stuff that was happening. <laughs> that's okay so was i yeah why is this turtle shooting water out of its back it's like well no that's what it that's what it does so 
Wait, is Charmander and Charizard the same guy? Yes. He evolved. Yeah. No, no, that was something we had to do. Like, oh, why is he changing, Daddy? And it's like, well, because he he hit a certain he hit level. Puberty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Charmeleon hit you know, Charmander hit puberty. <laughs> he turns into Charmeleon and like and then when, when he gets beat up real good, he turns into Charizard. Um but yeah, no, we watched Pokemon. Uh I don't I don't he's not like clamoring for it, but it was an interesting experience where like you kind of have to explain why these animals are fighting. So that's a tough one. But like, you know, they're just, again, they're like, they're like play, play fighting, right? That's just like your action figures smashing together. It's nothing like Dragon Ball Z or anything. Um, Jordan is what asked us a, a little bit ago when we were talking about sleeping. Uh, when did you guys move your kids from your room to the crib? I assume when they're quite young. Um, and that's a great question because I think the, the answer is when when the kid is ready, but also like I think as soon as not as soon as possible, but sooner rather than later, right? Like you kind of want to get that kid out of the little the little basket beside the beside the bed and put him put him or her into the crib in the other room. It totally depends on what you're doing because like we never neither for Gwen nor Clara did co sleeping, although hmm. a lot of my friends did. Where what's co sleeping? Co-sleeping is where the baby sleeps in your bed with you. Like, Oh, wow. The, I'd be scared yeah, to do that. No, I know. A lot of people are, but believe it or not, like, like I would say one out of two of everyone I know will co-slept with their baby. Hmm. And you get in – and often what happens then is the, the husband gets the boot um, out of the – and ends up sleeping somewhere else or something hmm. um, or, or is on pins and needles at the very edge of the bed. And so uh, when you're in a co-sleeping situation or like for in Gwen's case, like especially with a newborn, she would be sleeping on top uh, of Jesse for a really, really long, t- uh, long period of time before, um, you know, after after birth. And then just getting her into that that side uh, uh, crib for lack of a better term it was more like a pack and play mm-hmm. um was it was a big achievement but then then when they're sleeping by themselves in, in there re- really you're, they're pretty much ready for the crib or to be to, to be uh it's just a matter of you being comfortable not having them within arm's length uh mm-hmm. or arm's reach and for me but everybody is different everybody's going to sort of know when they're ready but i agree with your point ryan where you want to you want to push the pace more than you want to just lay back because if you let habits develop, it's going to get hard, harder and harder to undo them. Yeah, and I think having your own space is important as as new parents or you know experienced parents. I think having that space is nice and and having a separate room. So like you said, you're not on pins and needles. I think the main thing about having the baby in the room when they're quite young. Uh, like early early days is just ease of access you know in terms of if the baby's waking up to feed every two to three hours it's just easier that way with Caden and Abby we 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 had the uh, the the play crib with the little uh, upper attachment where the baby would just kind of sleep in that small little you know bassinet type thing but uh, both both Caden and Abby progressed to a crib quite quickly um Caden was a bigger baby and and he was he was in a crib almost the day we I think the day we brought him home uh because he just he just slept real good and and some some babies sleep good and you just put him right in the crib but it's a case by case basis but like it is it is nice to have that freedom back uh and to try to get him into the crib because that's 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 where you want them sleeping pretty much 
uh, for a good portion. <laughs> you want them out of the room, right? Like, you, but it, it's all it based case to case, I think. Following up on uh, on Jordan's question there, he actually had a question for us via Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was asking, and we we answered on Twitter, but we'll answer here too. Will you guys ever do guest hosts, have visitors from time to time, other nerdy dads with nerd crap to discuss? And I think the short answer to that is yes. I think the the longer answer to it is is that we're you know like we or at what episode 12 now mm-hmm. uh, uh i mean we still felt like we we're just getting our feet wet sort of figuring out how the show was going to work um and uh as we get more comfortable we were gonna oh i think it was always part of the plan to take a mm-hmm. look at at other dads and and see how they fit in correct me if i'm wrong and mothers i i think like oh yeah yeah for sure sorry no like nerds my bad yeah no 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 that's fine i think it's uh for for me, when we discussed this show, it was always there's always that opportunity as a podcaster. You think like, oh man, I can't wait to have X person on to discuss, you know, A, B, and C. And you know, we're talking about you know parents like us who have young children, parents that are more experienced that have teenagers, parents that have that kids out of the house, you know, and they can talk about you know their experience of raising kids in the in the in the nineties, you know, uh, <laughs> but. I I think guests sooner rather than later, and I think if folks want to hear from specific people or specific experiences, they should certainly let us know, and then we can seek those folks out. Uh, the problem with doing a show with other parents of young children is is trying to find a time that works across the board. And and I know we've discussed with other people about the pro, you know the prospects of them coming on the show, and we've we've reached out to those folks and and. We're looking at it, but I think, like, in terms of this younger podcast, uh, I would love to have more guests on, get different experiences and different perspectives for sure, especially outside the country, too. Like, maybe looking at you know, not just uh, parents from, from Canada, but looking at parents from the United States, Smith Falls. No, we don't want to do that. Uh, you know, time zones is another one Korath is bringing up that's a good point. Um, uh, but yeah, I would love to get some some geek moms on here, or just you know mothers in general, and just have a discussion on that side of things. So that'd be really cool. If you have opinions on that or anything we discussed during this show, uh, you can email us at dad at tgistudios.com is the email address mm-hmm. tgistudios.com slash dad is the web address where you can find all our old episodes. If you're just uh, jumping on now and want to see how this all came about it's not too long a listen we only got 12 episodes we're like a netflix series at this point (laughs) uh you can follow us both individually on twitter i'm uh at croft and steers and uh ryan is at r murphy um and uh i think that's gonna do i think we ran a bit long today but always a good discussion ryan do you have any final words no just uh looking forward to things getting back to normal and We'll be back in a couple weeks. Ryan's looking forward to some sleep. All <laughs> right. I will let you guys go, and uh, you can all, you're all dismissed. You can come back uh, this time in two weeks and uh, listen again. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye.